everyone. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. We're so excited that you're with us. Each and every week, we're going to open up God's Word. We're going to have some discussion around what it means to live an intentional life. So let's listen in as we try to get real together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. So glad you're here. My name is Brandon Gindon. I am the senior pastor at Real Life Ministries Texas. And I am here and joined with my good friend and ministry partner, Lori Arnold. Hey, y'all. And we are continuing today uh, in our um, podcast series on contending for the faith. If you missed last week, uh, I really would encourage you to go back and catch that. Um, the, the next few weeks, we're kind of one is building on the next. And so I really would. I'd encourage you to go and listen to it and um, uh, get caught up with where we're at because. Uh, we are, we're going to be um, kind of pulling apart, untying a bit of a, of a yarn ball here on this topic of what does it mean to contend for the faith as being a follower of Jesus, a, a disciple of Jesus and walking uh, in this life and, and, and what does it really look like in, in this concept that comes from the book of Jude, this little book right before Revelation in the New Testament, Jesus's half-brother Jude writes this um, amazing, powerful uh, letter to the church. And he uses this phrase in verse three, he says to contend for the faith that we are to contend. And that concept of contend at the root of it, the root Greek word, we get the word agonize from and, and to really wrestle over, to strive, to, um, to commit and, and, and have the, the defense and the fight for it. And so um, he's encouraging and challenging the church Jesus, his people, his, the, the disciples to really contend for the faith. And today we're going to look at this principle of, um, of living it out, living for the faith. And, and last week we talked to Lori about knowing the gospel and how that translates. And, and there's a bit of a bridge from this week um, to last week when it talks about really our lifestyle and how we live it out. And, and Jude addresses this issue. Um, he gives a warning. Um, there in verse four is that certain people are going to creep in and even he says unnoticed and, and basically challenge this contending for the faith. And so today what we want to look at is a, an issue that, that we walk in as a disciple of Jesus in the world around us that we come across, that we are around people all the time that I think are a couple, there's there's several buckets or several descriptions, um, Lori, we talked about this, that, that we could kind of, I, I hate to use this, this principle because I don't ever want to label anybody anything, but kind of classify, if you will, what's, what's their worldview, yeah. their background that they're coming, that they're coming in at this with. And so this principle of living out our, our faith is understanding there's people all around us with different worldviews. Yeah. And um, some is much more worldly, and some sometimes even the worldly views get into the church. And um, you know, we're seeing um, across, uh, kind of across this country and probably even globally, that people that would use the phrase, I'm a Christian, mm -hmm. and even attend church, but really theologically um, walking out what really biblical truth is, is, is can be weak or absent. But then we have people's worldview that come into it that, that do not know Jesus. They're not, they've never, they don't claim to know, you know, to be a Christ follower. And they come in with a worldview yeah. that 
to where maybe they don't under, they don't have any understanding of what the Bible says, and so and and may challenge our faith and say and and disagree with us and and you know come at it from a completely different worldview. And so today we kind of want to tackle this issue of what does it look like to contend for the faith by how we live out our faith. So how do we have these conversations with maybe somebody whether they be in the church, yeah, or not in the church, but are are clearly do you not uh, know, live out, or agree to what the scriptures say? Yeah. They don't know or understand what is the gospel. What does the gospel say? And and uh, and so, Lori, maybe kind of start us, you know, with that today about what is you know starting to look what this life looks like that we contend for the faith that we walk this out with those around us that that uh, may not you know have the same worldview as we do. Yeah. So I shared this on the last um, episode and I think I'm going to share it again because I think it's important that um, everyone listening knows what, what we believe. Yeah. And so we use this definition of the gospel here at our church. And the gospel is this, that the kingdom of God has come through Jesus of Nazareth to restore relationship with mankind. He is the Christ, the King, God's one and only son. He died on the cross for our sins, was buried, and was resurrected on the third day, according to the scriptures. In his great love and by his amazing grace, God our Father saves everyone who repents of their sin, believes in him, and follows Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. When King Jesus returns on the last day for his church, all who have been restored and followed him will enter into the eternal kingdom of God. So that is what we believe and that is what we, we stand on and that's what we're talking about right now um, when we're talking about contending for the yeah. faith. And um, we do have to have hard conversations sometimes. Yeah. And I think just as we talked about last week, you know, we have to first, we have to know, we have to know what we even believe. Right. You know, we have to know what we're fighting for. So we have to be in our word. We have to abide in Christ and we have to read and know our word. We need to be at a Bible believing and living out church. Right. Um, one that that anything that they say from that from the platform can be backed up with scripture. Yeah. And if it's not, you need to run. Yeah. Um and Never mind. I can go all. I'm, oh, I can see it. I'm you, like fired you, up. Those of you listening can't. I see the fire in her fired eyes. Up. She's about to lay it down. All righty. Let's bring it back in. Um, but yeah, I think one of the things as you read the verse, you know, those who creep in. Mm-hmm. So in order for people to creep in, it's 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 without being seen. A lot of times it's things that are unnoticed. So it's important. And I've said this in other ways, but it's important that we keep our eyes up. It's important that we are aware of what is going on around us, what is going on in our church, what is going on in our home. Right. You know, I have to be aware of the kids that my, the, the friends that my kids are hanging out with and what's feeding into their lives as well. You know, I mean, this goes so far. So, right. Yeah, I, I think I want to um, build off a two, th- couple things you said. One is is the principle from Scripture of creeping in, um, you know, it, and that that can look so many different ways. You, you said to keep your eyes up, but also we need to make sure if, if we went with that analogy that 
there are not holes in the fence. Yeah. Right. That's keeping kind of the enemy out. Now, as as Christians, as disciples, we can't just go hide in our little holy <laughs> huddles, right? And and sometimes that's what Christians want to do. We just mm-hmm. need to shut the whole world out. Okay. I don't agree with that. I don't think yep. that's right. We need to live because God has called us to be an ambassador. We are we are representing him in a foreign country, the country around us. We are foreigners in this land. So we can't go hide. We yeah. can, we need to be there. But understanding in our lives, there is a fence that really represents to me our doctrine or represents our understanding because now we know what we're contending for. Mm-hmm. And if we have holes in the fence, meaning I'm going to use that analogy as kind of holes in our doctrine or we don't understand. Okay. That's why with the gospel, we are so clear here in our church because we need to understand that he is king and mm-hmm. we are following a king and his, his, his authority is here and we're under his authority. And, and, and that he, what he did for us is, is the death, burial, and resurrection, incredible. But he calls us to, to believe in him, to put our faith in him, our allegiance in him, and to follow him and to repent from our ways. So it's not his ways. They're, his, they're not our ways. Yeah. They're his ways. So when I look at that of what you were saying, that to allow creeping in, for us to contend for the faith means that we build our lives in such a way that we, we can stand in, in a theology and be stable. Yeah. We can be in the foreign land and go, it's okay that, that, that there's lies going on around me because I'm not going to compromise. Yeah. And what I see so often around us, and, and, and I'm just going to speak the Christian community, not mm-hmm. the non-Christian community. Mm-hmm. And because this is where I saw your eyes get fired up a little bit. So mm-hmm. we might get Lori, we might get Lori fired up today is, <laughs> is within the church, there is this almost belief or attitude that we need to kind of compromise or, or lessen, um, not be so firm or standing on some of these things so that people can experience the love of Jesus. They can experience this, um, this, I don't know, this, just this easy going, I don't know, easy church. Yeah. And that's not at all what Jesus modeled or called us to. Jesus never tells us to compromise. Right. Um, and, and we've, I think we've put into the culture, this principle of acceptance equals love. Hmm. So if you, if you don't accept me, then you don't love me. And, and loving me means you accept me. So how, whatever thing I've got going on in my life or whatever belief system I have means you have to accept that. And if you don't, you don't love me. Yeah. And that's just simply not true. I can absolutely a hundred percent love you. And, and, and at the same time, the most important thing that I'm going to do is say something to you that isn't true or that, 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 I mean, that something you believe is not true. It doesn't align with truth. Speak truth into your life. Yeah. And I think that's some, you know, with my kids two nights ago, I had to say something to my son um, over the phone that he really didn't want to hear, but it was the truth. Yeah. And he kind of sat in it for a bit and he goes, dad, you're right. He didn't like it. It stung, but he needed to hear it. Me accepting what he was saying to me and just taking it wholesale would have been the most unloving Mm -hmm. thing I could have done. Mm And we've just, that's been with, that has crept into the church and created a compromise that is not godly. It's not being a disciple. Yeah. And so that living this out in our faith 
in our in our life means creating that i think that biblically sound principle and i want to i'm just close my part i'm going to ask you a question with this is we talk about this in the church in our church this question does your theology define scripture or does scripture define your theology see i want everybody listening to really think about that because if your theology is based on meaning what you believe and know about god your theology if it is built on culture it's built on what the current thing is or whatever and you are influenced by what the current culture is saying and then you're looking at that with the bias into scripture that's not good we need to take scripture and allow scripture to define and give us our theology our belief about god so Lori, thoughts thoughts on some of that (laughs) that's a lot (laughs) it's so good um i love what you're talking about with you know, having the conversation with your son, because that it's not loving if I don't share truth. I'm yeah. not loving you well. Right. If I know the truth about something and I'm not sharing that with you, the most important truth in the world, by the way. Right. You know, yeah. if I'm not sharing that, um, then I'm not loving you well. I'm not caring for you. I'm not being a disciple of Jesus. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Right. So. I, I have to tell the truth. And I know for myself, I, for a very long time, I was so scared of ruffling feathers and it, it creeps in every now and then still, you know, and sometimes I'm hesitant and get nervous and, oh gosh, what are they going to think about me? How many followers am I going to lose on my Facebook? How many friends are not going to be friends with me anymore? Whatever, you know, um, all those fleshly thoughts. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, that doesn't matter. Like I don't report to them <laughs> anyway. I report to God. Right. So um, that is the most important thing. I, I want to please him and I want I want to live out the faith that I that I say that I believe in as well. You know, and that is a part of it is is sharing the truth, whether that be in a conversation with someone that is struggling or wrestling with something that they don't need to be wrestling with, whatever, whatever it looks like. Right. As a, as a Christ follower, as a disciple of Jesus, I, it is my job (laughs) to, to share the truth and love. That doesn't mean that I have to beat them up with it. That doesn't mean I have to be nasty. Um, but there is a, there is such a way to share truth with people. And, and I've got, I've got friends all over the place, like with, with all kinds of beliefs. And, um, I'm willing to have conversations with anybody. And I think that's a part of what this looks like too. Um, you, you mentioned the holy huddle, like it's so important that we don't just stay in these holy huddles and anybody who thinks differently or believes differently than we do, that we completely shut them out of our lives. No, we need to, we need to, um, be in fellowship with them too, you know, so that they're able to hear truth. So we're able to have those conversations and so that we're able to point them to Jesus. Yeah. I, I think, you know, my question that pops into my mind when you said about, we, we need to have these conversations and we need to, you know, walk this alongside folks. Then my mind goes to, well, how, mm-hmm. how, what does that look like? You know, you said to speak truth and love. How do we do that? Yeah. And I, 
I want to, a thought I have about it is the first is to remember where we came from mm. us individually that, you know, Paul does this really well in multiple letters. Just uh, this is who he is. Um, kind of the, this is the wretch that I am, that yeah. I'm saved by God's grace. And I think before we ever have that conversation is we constantly need to remember how far God's brought us, right? What he's done in our lives that, you know, the, the song that we sing about being misfits in our church, oh, yeah. we, we are, we're all just a bunch of broken Island of misfit toys and yeah. that are being cleaned up, redeemed, yeah. direct, you know, in need of a savior, in need of a savior. Yeah. And so when I go, so the how about having that conversation, I think is from a place of humility, Yeah, I'd... remembering who, who we are. And then when I sit in that place and I understand the grace has been given to me that mm-hmm. the second part is, is extending grace to people mm-hmm. that you know what that uh, i'm not perfect i'm not ever sitting in a place of judgment and that's the part of me speaking truth doesn't mean i'm judging somebody yeah i'm just speaking truth of what god's word says i'm not judging you i'm just saying this is what god's word says yeah. and, and that gets that gets mixed up and and um in, in the and what we say and so that that part of it the the other part and maybe you could speak to this piece is i think it's important to to come in with curiosity with people and and not assume mm-hmm. and just you know i think we can quickly label or quickly go oh this person's difficult and yeah. you know and get antagonistic i think part of contending for the faith is for us to to understand who who we're talking to understand the differences and so maybe speak a little bit too we've talked about this on other podcasts but the importance of being curious the importance of of asking questions and listening to somebody yeah you know a lot of times when when I ask questions and when people ask me questions like if if someone's asking me something a lot of times if it's you Brandon Mm -hmm. um a lot of times I can come to the uh conclusion solution whatever on my own like i i realize what is what is off Mm. um without you having to call me out on it a lot of times Mm. one of the questions that i know um i hope this doesn't sound snippy because i promise i'm not trying to be (laughs) but um that that's been asked Uh (laughs) has been how's that working out for you Uh and (laughs) like if i'm if i'm walking and just in stumbling really you know in an area or whatever and it, it could be something small um, but how's that working out for you? You, you yeah. keep on doing the same thing and how's that, how's that working out? Well, it's right. not, right. you know, right. and I, I figure that out, you uh-huh. know, when I'm asked that question, but yeah, a lot of times when we ask questions and, um, we're really, we're, yeah, we're seeking to understand. Um, but we really want to help the other person understand the truth mm-hmm. and, and to, to see it, you know? So, um, that's huge. It also shows that you care. For sure. You know, I'm, I'm a talker. I mean, y'all know that. <laughs> um, so, so I'm a talker and it's real easy for me to, to take over a conversation, but that doesn't communicate to the other person that I care about anything they have to say. Mm-hmm. So when we're asking questions, you know, it shows one that we actually care about them too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think if we kind of take today's conversation and look at this principle of, of living the faith, you know, whether we're living our faith out in front of someone that does not know Jesus or we're living 
our faith out in front of those that might be in the church, but there's some holes in the fence. There's some holes in the issues of their theology and maybe even some compromise or a lot of the world is influenced. I I just, I don't think it changes how we live our lives out as a disciple of Jesus. And so some of the principles that, that Lori, I think you did a great job articulating is one that this, this last one, about this of asking questions and, and really listening and getting to know the person or hear them and hear where they, they come from. I think another part of that is us um, being able to extend grace to people, to, to be grace-filled. Um, and again, grace-filled doesn't mean accepting sin. Grace-filled means that we sit with somebody and we demonstrate mercy, we are empathetic to them, um, and, and love them and walk with them through it because that first principle is because we remember where we've come yeah, from, yeah. how much Jesus has done for us. We, we have nothing to boast or yeah, brag about. We're no better. We're no better. <laughs> and so I think, you know, when we sit in that place, then we're, I think, living out and modeling what, what Jesus demonstrated and modeled. And that's at the end of the day when we're living our, our faith out and contending for it is, that's really what Jude is asking. It's calling us to do is to just live out what Jesus had modeled and and being his disciples in this world. And so I I hope today that, you know, you all are uh, taking some things away and thinking about those conversations that you are having with those around you. And as you're contending for your own faith, because, you know, I know that for some, um, you may be in a workplace where it's very difficult. It's you, you could even lose your job for, um, you know, standing up for your faith and it's tough. And I know amazing um, teachers and professors that um, are at at institutions where it's difficult, um, sometimes almost impossible to share um, their faith. And and you find yourself contending there or wherever that it would be that you would be encouraged today to, to walk this out, to, to be a person that is contending and, and loving people right where they are. Um, and, and being uh, as scripture calls us to. And so um, I hope um, that you all took something away. I know I did today listening to you, Lori. It was, it was really great. And um, we look forward uh, to having everybody uh, on, on next uh, week's call. And, and again, uh, we're going to be having Jim Putman, uh, a guest speaker on there. And I look forward to having my friend Jim. And uh, it, it guaranteed Jim and I are together it's, and we're talking, it's going to get spicy. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. <laughs> so, well, God bless you all. We look forward to our time together. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Get Real podcast today. My hope each and every week is that you're able to take the content, apply it to your life, that it becomes more of who you are and less of what you do, and that we live an intentional life together. If you're interested in supporting the work of ministry here at Real Life Texas, we'd like to invite you to do that by going to reallifetexas.org slash give and supporting us today.